and hopefully the quality is going to be good. Warning, this podcast may contain language and content that some listeners may find offensive. And if you'd like to volunteer a better opening than that, I'm up for suggestions. Or if you'd like to volunteer as another co-host, we're open to that as well. Selena, you're fine. Are we? What? Welcome to Seesaw Podcast. With your hosts, T, Cleves and Selena. Every week, bringing some much-needed balance and humour to brighten up what can sometimes be a dark, disabled world. Welcome back to Seesaw Podcast. It feels like a hot minute since we've actually done one of these, and we're going to make sure we can actually do it right. How's the long's a hot minute? It's been a hot minute. How's the long's a hot minute? Do you know what? I feel like I've, I've drunk too much. Again? Already. It's been a month. You would have thought I've learned my lesson. Nope. I say it's been a month. Oh, I just broke. Yeah, the, uh, we do it every illusion. week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We definitely haven't taken a month off due to back content we had a lot of. Yeah. And on the learning your lesson, I would have thought you would have done that after what episode eight or nine, where we had to write off a complete episode. Yeah. All right. So let's do the regular Selena. What's going on in your life right now? Uh, lots of exciting things actually, but nothing that I'm going to share on the podcast. Oh, that's going to be for a now. Hey, for now. Did you for even now. say that? That's such a tease for no reason. Keep listening for future episodes for the, the uh, yeah. Right. Selena's doing her own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Shanghai. Selena sort podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like a dinosaur. <laughs> it does, actually. Please, what's going on with you? I have turned up. Oh, God, I wish I'd come with. Something more to say. Um, a bit out of practice, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, God, man, we should we should do this every week. How are you, T? I what am. What have you been up to? I'm all good. So this week we will be talking about Volunteers Week, which is from the first to the seventh of June. So this episode will be coming out during that time. But what is Volunteers Week? I hear you ask. Essentially, it is a week to celebrate all the fantastic volunteers that do amazing work for charities and organisations. So if you go to volunteersweek.org, they have some suggestions on how to do so. What, how to celebrate? Yes. Okay. Oh, these suggestions are just generic as what you just said. Um, Hosting a party. Giving gifts. Hang on, hang on, hang on. on. If you are hosting a party, who's voluntary... Voluntarily, firstly organising it, and who's who's doing the cleanup? The volunteers, I imagine. It sounds like more work for people. Yeah, they, you can also host awards, volunteer awards. I would ask those same questions about that award ceremony. Who's awarding for what? I mean, we will get on to our experience most volunteer. volunteering volunteer. Yeah, if you're the most volunteering volunteer. That would imply that, one, you've got too much free time or too much money, and ergo, don't have to work and have too much free time. Potentially. In which case, does the award really matter? No, it's not about me. It's about volunteering.org. Well, these are just some suggestions. So This also says here, give gifts and cards. That's nice. That's a good thing. With volunteers, um, there's a lot of legality behind what you can and cannot do 
I work for charity and we have unpaid volunteers and you have to be very careful about what you give them. There's some strict rules about the value of gifts. Night out with Cleves. Somehow you're in the minus monies. <laughs> Is that to look after you? <laughs> yeah, it's just another night of volunteering. It's not what you got. The only difference is I'll pay for dinner. The bad part is it's from McDonald's. I was that's that's bad not part. too bad. Like I've I've had a thank you gift before as for being a volunteer, and it was a little thank you card with a, a sachet of hot chocolate. <laughs> that's all it was, <laughs> but I mean, it was a surprise. So it was it was kind of nice because I wasn't expecting it, but it's yeah. Did you have to ask someone what the sachet was? Well, yeah, it came in the post. <laughs> Anthrax. <laughs> Before it was hot chocolate, it was actually radish seed. Yeah. <laughs> so on that, shall we dive into what we have done as volunteers? Because I believe we have all volunteered in our day. And I still Selena, volunteer. Well, um, we'll start with you then, Selena. Like, what did you do to earn that hot chocolate sachet? And what are you doing now? <laughs> So um, I'll start off with the one that I've been doing for the longest, which is girl guiding. I am a leader at a brownie pack, um, which I've been doing for over eight years now. And I really enjoy it. But the, the reason for getting involved in it was once upon a time in a far, far away land, I was going to be a teacher. Well, that's what I thought I was going to do with my life. So I needed some experience with working with children and that's how I got into girl guiding. Thought it'd be a good thing, and I never I applied for teaching. Didn't go to plan, but I enjoyed brownies, so I stayed. But I really like that it's not something to do with disability, mm. which might be a bit controversial. But I like that I'm not in the disability sector with it, and I like that I'm educating the future about disability though like it's i'd like to think that me going to brownies every week with my guide dog is just normal to, to them and um, you know they ask me questions about my blindness and that's fine but i hope they then when they grow up they'll remember me and think yeah being blind is not really a big deal we used to have a leader at brownies how good are you at pitching a tent oh i don't do camping that's more guides that's older it's okay well, why did they not go camping? Because I was in Cub Scouts, which is like the brownies of men. Of yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what? Scouts and Cubs, do they do do camping. We do sleepovers, but it's not camping. So I can imagine there is community centre, hard wooden floor with sleeping bags. Yeah, which I've actually not done personally. I've not been <laughs> available. <laughs> How <laughs> convenient. <laughs> Yeah, that that's one. My second volunteering that I've been doing for quite a while now is I'm a speaker for guide dogs. This one kind of came about after my first guide dog, Calvin, died. And I kind of realized how much it costs to have a guide dog and everything's entailed. And I don't really do or never did much for them. <laughs> um, so it's kind of, I do this more for me saying thank you for giving me guide dogs and again as I, I like to do the children talks it's a, I love you know I love the questions that they come out with some funny ones so I do that but I do that within my own terms of it can 
it can be hard to say no but I've learned to say no when you've asked to travel like quite far or something to do these um I try and do it in close proximity to my house I enjoy doing it but in everything's got to have limits and then my third volunteering um which I've spoken about briefly which is my most recent one that I started this year is that I am a mentor for look so I'm a peer mentor for younger visually impaired people and I've been doing that one for four five months now which is nice and we do need to say thank you to look because we are going to be at Sight Village tagged onto their stand with the podcast so if you want to find us at Sight Village come find look and we will be there as well lovely little plug there for them <laughs> lovely little plug <laughs> fantastic so Cleves, let's uh, hear about your experience. I volunteered for Site Support Derby, and I used to work on the youth programme through my parts of uni that I wasn't at uni. The holidays, some people would call it. And we used to take kids out of 16 and under just to do random activities throughout the day, just so I guess parents could have a little bit of free time. Some people had other disabilities other than their sight condition, and the sight ranges from you know nystagmus to what selena might describe as proper blind but they would also have other disabilities as well some would have adhd some would have autism some would have epilepsy so you kind of had to learn about those a little bit as well i don't know why they took me i think they took me because i was someone that had experience of being visually impaired but in terms of being a volunteer i don't think i could be someone that had like um like safety precautions do you know what i mean you have to have someone that has i guess tra- well, i had training from the actual organization but in terms of responsibility i think you have to have someone that has some sort of visual prowess oh <laughs> yeah well i don't know I don't, yeah i don't know how it, i don't know how it works but anyway they basically take me along as an additional volunteer so i could and i i did i my site was a bit better back then anyway but i used to you know help out with the kids and make sure they were in line, I <laughs> smack them upside the face. Um, <laughs> you never did that. No, I didn't. Of <laughs> Just for clarity. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it was actually quite rewarding, especially when you had some of the people with more um, what was, what, uh, additional it? needs. Yeah, addition. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad you two are here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was actually quite rewarding when you have people like that and um, we'd, you'd take them out to. Sometimes it was just random days out. We'd just go like trampolining or, you know, maybe we would spend a day in the music room or we'd just play like board games or something. And then other days you would go to, I don't know, like a theme park, for example, and you'd get to take people on the rides and stuff like that. So it was good in that respect. I enjoyed it because I got a free ticket to like Drake Manor and various other theme parks. Pretty sick. I also volunteered for the Nottingham version of Site Sport Derby called... My Site Nottingham. Matt, thank you. I would have got there. <laughs> yeah, but we have a finite amount of time for the episode. Again, on that, I was kind of working on activities, but that was more for adults as well as kids. But their activity support program, I was going to say, this is what was good. And the engagement of the people on the activities was not as good so a lot of time the activities were cancelled and stuff which is a shame i think i'm still technically voluntarily employed by them but i've not been i think you have to have training every x amount of years and i've not been on that so 
every now and again they drop me an email i'm like yeah sure i'll do activities providing they're outside of nine to five which a lot of their activities aren't but it is what it is who knows maybe i'll become a luck volunteer why did you stop with site support derby was it a distance thing i stopped with site support derby because it was a bit of a trek to get to and i kind of once i'd finished uni again once you were in full-time employment it's a bit harder to volunteer mm. unless it's in evenings or weekends and a lot of the activities that they put on especially for kids and stuff are during the holidays so i'm at work during the holidays i just i don't have the time to volunteer unfortunately if these charities start running evening activities then yeah sure i'd be there why have you only volunteered for sight loss charities and nothing else well i know about it don't i basically <laughs> I, I think i would volunteer for other charities for the disabled people i know there's some crossover there but in terms of my experience i have experienced sight loss so maybe i can pass that on to some people that's, but, that's fair yeah let's talk about your yeah. volunteering now sorry yeah what are you doing so for about four years um i volunteered for a mencap center that was near where i lived um, for those who are unaware what a mencap center is it is a community charity that offers respite care for families with children who have conditions like down syndrome autism um, who might need uh, some respite essentially because the, the care requirements for some of the, the children were very high and if you have other children um, sometimes you want to be able to just have a little bit of time a respite i'm trying to use that again um but with some of the the complex needs that some of the kids had it would have been near impossible to take your other kids to the theme park for example because that was a trigger for their kids so it was very much a trying to give our families a balance um to to help them out so i worked with them for around four years really enjoyed my time there was a lot of projects we worked on like getting a sensory room put in it was all tactile, nice lighting in there, nice sounds, all all tactile games and experiences um, because that's the best way of of communicating and engaging for for some of the children that we we had visit us, especially in the the summer months. Uh, there was an ice cream uh, stall which a lot of the older kids um, we did have some that were above above the age of sixteen, um, and they were getting paid essentially to run this ice cream cafe thing. And I would help out with that in the summer, which is really good for them. Got them some, give them a different experience, uh, showing them, giving them self-worth as well. Um, and they were paid for that. But of course, there was a lot of volunteers around to to make sure that they weren't overwhelmed with things. So uh, handling the till and things like that was fine, but then stocking, there's, there's various things. There wasn't, there was a limit to what we would put on them um, as a, a team to do just so they weren't overwhelmed because anyone who's worked in retail, it's fucking hard. The reason I sort of took it on was I wanted to get some actual experience of working. Like everything I did there was, I was ingrained into everything from the fundraising side to assisting with events and being around the families and the kids, as well as other things like, I helped out with the payroll, the financing. I just wanted to get as much working experience as possible. I was fresh out of university, wanted some real experience. So this was the best thing I could do. 
on the other hand, it the reason I left is because I got paid work over the road with um, the leisure centre that I started working at. And that was a hard decision for me because there were roles that came up which I did apply for for pays work within Mencap Centre and was overlooked regardless of me knowing the families, the kids, knowing what the role actually was. And this was basically admin roles, which I was doing anyway, and I was overlooked quite a lot. And it got to a point where I got into to paid work and... I'd been scorned a few too many times. It must have been three, maybe four times I'd been overlooked. And working there that long as well, you, you feel like you're proving your worth, but it just seemed that they didn't really want to pay me for my time, which made my decision where I, I just went over the road to a new job. But that's that's the reason I left, really. I got very You went back for free ice cream. Um, I didn't know you had to pay. The volunteers had to pay for the ice cream. You didn't get you didn't get it for free. That sounds like a really shit deal. You're gonna pay the staff, not pay the volunteers, and the volunteers have to pay for ice cream. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. That was a lot I've just realized I've I've forgotten one of my volunteer roles that I do. Can I add it in? Sure. Thanks. Good. I need Good. to add it in because I have to say I, I've I help run the UK VI BAME Network Facebook group. And because I'm an admin and run it, I share this podcast on that all the time. So it's only <laughs> fair that I give them a shout out. <laughs> what network is it? The UK VI BAME Network. So, BAME. so basically for visually impaired people who are from a black Asian um, minor, ethnic minority. Um, so living in the uk that's that's the criteria to join the group and it's, it's a nice group M. okay M. Fine. yeah b-a-m-e yeah, not, not you Bane. know yeah yeah not <laughs> from batman <laughs> <laughs> but yeah oh. i help run that as well awesome so I, we've all had a fair amount of experience with, with volunteering but in in honor of the volunteer appreciation week Let's cover why, like, we've already covered why we, we have already done some volunteering, but the positives of volunteering and why someone who's disabled, because that is our lovely community, why is volunteering a potential avenue of them to go out and do? And we've covered some of this already. And I, I think work, like, getting active experience within a working environment, I think is a really, you can't under understate how important that can be with like actual experience with doing a job even if you're not getting paid for it that's good on your cv doesn't it that i did mine between uni i didn't have a job at uni so i thought i'm banging that on there yeah it's it's kind of rewarding it's nice to do something it's nice to give back a little bit Mm. yeah uh, it's definitely rewarding but also, I think it really helps with social isolation. It can help you give you a reason to go out and make friends, like girl guiding, especially, you know, my brown owl came to my wedding, which is lovely. So I've genuinely made some good connections by, by volunteering. Yeah, absolutely. And like it's, we've touched on it as well, like lived experience, especially if you're you're disabled and you're going into disabled charities to volunteer I and mean, you don't have to you can go work anywhere 
um, and volunteer. There's lots of opportunities out there. But I think from a disabled perspective, given that lived experience can be really, it can be something that other volunteers who haven't, who don't share that disability, something that they can't necessarily offer their their service users. But should should some volunteering be a job? Should absolutely. Like like I covered with my experience, I was passed over for work, and it just became very clear they didn't want to pay me. They were happy for me to do thirty hours a week when I was at the busiest for free, but they didn't want to pay me for it. And I think this this is the issue where volunteering can become a bad thing. Maybe charities ain't got the money to pay. You'd be surprised on the charity. They can in some instances. I'm not saying all of them, but I think when there are situations where a job becomes available, I think their volunteers should probably get preferential. They should be preferential when it comes to that hiring process, especially if they are advertising for paid work. But that's the thing with with volunteering, though. When does it become not okay to volunteer? Where where is the line? When are they taking advantage of your your skills, your knowledge? your experience if you and feel like, are disabled people more at risk of being taken advantage of uh one yes probably i mean any volunteer can be taken advantage of free labor right to a charity mm-hmm. boom but also probably disabled people because charities kind of know that it's harder for disabled people to find jobs so it's a bit easier to go, yeah, have a job here. We'll give you this X amount to do and we'll get you this extra work to do and it'll look great on your CV. And basically all the things that we've been pitching as good things, charities will pitch to you. But I think at the point, if you feel like you're being taken advantage of, that's the point where you can go, actually, no. I mean, ultimately as well, at the end of the day, you're a volunteer. So you don't want to do something. Just go, no, nah, it's not for me. What are they going to do? Say so you can't volunteer anymore. Oh, no, I'll lose all my pay. And like you covered with like your work with uh, Site Support Derby, it's too far away. And like Selena covered with like the guide dogs talking, like you are able to say no mm. because sometimes it is inconvenient. Even if you're being reimbursed for your travel, that's a like, sometimes the the effort, the mental exhaustion of doing public transport as a vision impaired person can be like you're not getting reimbursed for that. They might be reimbursing you for the trains or, or whatever you're using, but the the mental and physical stress that that can put on you to volunteer can be a deal breaker. At the end of the day, you got to want it. Yeah. Mm. As, as well as what we've, we've covered about some of the negatives, I, I think when you are being taken advantage of as well, what I experienced was I've seriously devalued my experience and skills. Because when I wasn't getting these paid jobs within the the charity I was working, it made me feel really shitty. Mm. And it's I happened to me as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I volunteered for a charity. I applied for a job, and then I didn't get it. It's happened to me as well, and I was quite upset. Yeah, and it makes you feel shit because you think, well, am I not good enough to be paid for anything? And it's only been in recent years that I have started pushing more and being, well, no, I, I am absolutely worth that with my skills and experience. We have a lot of trials and, and tribulations as disabled people. Mental health often comes hand in hand with other with disabilities that are, are physical or, or neurological. 
And do you really need that, especially when you're doing the best thing, like the kindness of your heart or whatever reason, to not only not be paid for it, but that's what volunteering is, but to have that negative knock, sometimes it could be a, a bad experience for you. It can, but ultimately you're volunteering. If you just, yeah. if you want to tell someone to go fuck themselves, you can just do that. Yeah, you, and I, yeah. I, with all my volunteering now, I do it for a reason for me as well as not just for the charity that I'm volunteering for. I'm getting something out of it, or I feel like I'm getting something out of it. The problem is with charities and things like that, they get you invested as a volunteer from yeah. an emotional side of things. And if you can detach that, if you know you've been taken advantage of and you can detach mm. the emotional side of things, then you can just tell them to screw off, basically. Anyway, let's get a bit cheerier. Yeah, let's mm. go cheery. So on the whole, how would we rate our, let's say there was a point system. And <laughs> I was waiting for Cleves to jump in there. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> let's say you have to rate something. <laughs> how would we rate our, our experience? Let's let's run an arbitrary number out there of uh, out of 10. I'll go first. My experience of volunteering has been generally quite good. So what I got out of it was really good. I got a bit of experience. I was doing something between uni or I was doing something after my job. I met a lot of nice people. Um, the kids I worked with were great. It was always good to meet the parents afterwards and you know, talk to them about the kind of days that the kids might have had. It was good in that respect. In terms of a CV position, you know, it's something to put on there if you've got a bit of a gap. You can always do that. Or if you're not working as a disabled person, again, it's great. You know, you can you can walk into even a base level position and it might put you slightly above someone else who's done nothing. Whether they're abled or disabled doesn't really matter. At least you've got something on your CV. So I would recommend it from that point of view. I mean, the only reason I really stopped volunteering was one, it was... Uh, inconvenient <laughs> it sounds really bad it was inconvenient for me but it was it was quite a trek in one instance and the other one was the the actual charity that I was working for just couldn't keep up with well they just couldn't put the events on so for me it was it was a largely a good experience good out of 10 i'll train yeah, oh, yeah that's what i was waiting where, where was the number yeah what i should have said was 8.2 selena the volunteering that I do now, I'll give nine out of ten because everything that I do now is really good experiences that I have. Um, on the whole, I love brownies. It's fun. I mean, I get to be a kid basically, but I love volunteering as as a mentor. I, I like giving back my you know lived experience to, to somebody else, and I'll be getting a second mentee soon as well. So that that's good. And guide dogs, yeah. I've got to say thank you to them for giving me two guide dogs so far. I, I enjoy doing the talks and interacting with the public. I love, I especially like it when I get to go to, to girl guide groups as a guide dog speaker, because that just brings both of my things together. Um, I think it makes it a bit more meaningful as well to, to the groups that I go to that, ah, you can actually be a, you know, a girl guide leader as well as being a guide dog owner. It gives me a sense of identity, I think, being a volunteer as well. It's not just I am a blind person. It's that I am a person who does all of these things. But in the past, I have definitely been taken advantage of and had some negative volunteer experiences, which made me not want to volunteer for quite a long time. But yeah, it's all good now. 
I would say a seven from me. I really loved what I did. I, I the actual fulfillment that I had with that role was really good, but I can't neglect how much it set me back as far as my own self worth. Because ultimately, I wasn't working at the time, and it was something to to fill out my CV and keep me active and get me out and doing things. But there was a tangible goal I was working to, and that was get into paid work. And I don't think it really helped me, especially when I went into a industry which had pretty much nothing to do with the role. There were some like transferable skills, but not that many. So, <gasps> you know what? I've what? forgotten one big thing that we volunteer for, but we all do. This podcast? Yeah, I know. It's, it's not a volunteer work. It's, we do it for the love. It's Creative a hobby. Outlet. We volunteer our time to do this. You volunteer your time to edit it. He volunteers his time to write the notes for the show and all the research that we do. Yeah. We, we don't want it in... to be a volunteer thing, but for we now. get paid in sweet, sweet ad revenue. We've almost got enough for a drink at the Seesaw Christmas party. Yep. We, we can share a Coke between us. Yep. And it has opened opportunities for us as well. Although... Again, we're wanting in our time to... At those back. opportunities. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. We're not getting paid for them either. No, Speaking not. of opportunities, what have you got, guys? How so? Well, do you want to plug the various things we're doing now? We will be at Disability Expo on the 6th and 7th of July, myself and Selena. Come see us at panels. Uh, I'm doing the educational panel. Selena is doing the sports and recreation, I believe it is, isn't it? Sports and fitness, same thing, yeah. Uh, we will also be doing some podcasting while we're there. I will also be facing Chad Michael Bowden of Unsighted Radio in a Mortal Kombat competition, so please come along and watch me smash his face into pulp. You fucking better. <laughs> I Honestly. Have, I have been fantasy. And um, Selena, what are you doing in terms of competitive sport-based? Oh, I can't share that yet. Oh. Ooh, there's a tease. Okay. There's a tease. <laughs> Not yet. I hope after Saturday this week, but then, yeah. We will also be there with our guide dogs to come and say hello to us. So you will be able to find us quite easily. We are also going to be at Site Village in Birmingham the weekends. Weekdays. The weekdays. Monday and Tuesday afterwards yeah. 17th and 18th of 17th. july that's the dates please will be there the osiris of this motherfucking podcast yep and we will be there and potentially we might do a uh the price is blind live come and see us we'll put you on air yep please do come along say hello and if you have any questions you'd like us to answer or have some situations or would like advice we might be working on a new segment coming up and the live aspect of that will be at these events as well. So, And bring alcohol. Yeah. Tasteless alcohol for Selena, because she doesn't know. Let's say, yeah, yeah. soft drinks yeah. for me, please. Also, yeah. that does seem a bit rapey. Um, okay, yeah. just <laughs> alcohol for me and tea, soft drinks for Selena. Yep. Or a sachet of hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, until next week. Have a great volunteers week. If you are a volunteer, thank you for what you do. If you weren't volunteers, make sure you thank them. 
because sometimes it is very appreciated. I know they're giving you their time and that's their choice to do, but a little bit of appreciation does go a long way. And if you'd like to volunteer for Seesaw Podcast, <laughs> you can find us at the following links. And we promise we will not abuse our power. Please, Mike. Thank you for listening to Seesaw Podcast. Your feedback and comments mean a lot to us, so if you'd like to get in touch, you can do so in the following ways. You can find us on Twitter at Seesaw Pod, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Seesaw Podcast. And you can also join us at SeesawPodcast.com. Remember to like, rate, review, and share with a friend. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience.